Hello and welcome to the podcast. You're listening to Be Uncluttered. I'm Tara Tuttle and with me is Rebecca Mazzino and together we are going to help you on your journey to a life free of clutter. Hi and welcome to this week's episode. This week we are talking about sliding back into old habits. I call it backsliding and Tara calls it sliding back. So you're going to hear both of those, (laughs) I think, in this episode Uh, because it's something that we would all, we all experience and Tara has got a particular interest in it at the moment. Um, But we get like when we're doing something new like decluttering or trying a new lifestyle choice or new habits or whatever and we get like this great burst of energy and we have strong willpower and we're motivated and we're disciplined uh, and that often happens quite easily in the beginning but then it becomes a bit harder and then it gets so hard that we find ourselves slipping backwards. Yeah, so this topic is almost purely motivated by my selfishness because <laughs> – I really need Beck to talk me off a oh. <laughs> a ledge, <laughs> a purchasing ledge. So, um, and it's from an experience that happened just this week. A friend and I, uh, she's Australian as well, we went, or well, she was planning to go to the outlets um, in Washington, D.C., not far from where we live, and she's due to move back to Australia soon, like in a couple of weeks, and so she wanted to mm. just go grab a last couple of things that are on a list that she wanted to buy to take home. And I was like, absolutely, I'll come for a day trip. And I had one thing on my list that I said, oh, look, while we're there, I'd love to pop in. I need a new um, stoneware baker for my bread loaves. That's it. But then I just got sucked into the vortex of <laughs> of scarcity, like this scarcity mindset and fear-based shopping. And It's funny because I was talking to her about it and said, I remember having this before we left the UK um, and moved back to Australia where I had this feeling of like, if I don't buy it now, I might not get it in Australia or I might not get it for these prices in Australia or I might not be able to find these things. I need to acquire all the things and take them all with me. But it was really illogical because it was stuff I wasn't even looking for. It was like, you know, um, designer handbags at like 70% mm. off. Now, I am not even in the market for a designer handbag. I haven't been looking. But all of a sudden in the shop when presented with these amazing prices and beautiful handbags, I'm like, I should get this because if when I go back to Australia, I won't be able to find this brand at this price so easily. Maybe I need to get it. Maybe I need to get all the things and, and stockpile them and take them back. And so we started talking about it and I – it kind of, yeah, so it's front of mind for me at the moment because I realise how easy it is mm. to just slip back even after years of trying to be quite intentional with my purchasing. Um, I had to, I said to Leanne, let's go have a coffee and um, <laughs> put some distance between me and the handbags. <laughs> and, um, and the, like, the, <laughs> even that just the outdoor gear because there's so much of it here and the prices were insane, it was... I was like, oh, maybe we all need extra coats. And it's like, <laughs> if we need extra coats in mm. Australia, I'm sure we'll find them. And I'm sure there'll be a sale at some point. I've never had an issue getting anything that I wanted in Australia. But, yeah. So mm. do you, do you yeah. get where I'm coming from? Do you get where my uh, all right. my ledge? Now talk me off a bit. 
I totally do. And I, I don't know that I can really talk you off it that, like, really, that simply. And I think you have the ability to talk yourself off it because you kind of just did. But because, and this is the thing, I don't know that, and Australians might know this and Americans probably don't, but things are more expensive here, you know, and we we, we have a generally high standard of living and that's fine, but things are slightly more expensive. And we don't, we do have sales, but just overall, they're more expensive here than in America to get the exact, exactly the same thing. You get more bang for your buck over there. So I, I to- I'm totally with you on that and I can totally understand why you would have that mindset because ultimately if you did have to buy yourself a designer handbag over here, you would probably spend more money on it. Like, and that's the truth of it. Mm-hmm. But I think that what the what you have to do is, yeah, talk yourself out of worrying about the consequences of that and, you know, that's the thing we have to do. But anyway, we're getting like we're jumping ahead. So when we're talking about backsliding or sliding back, there's a few different ways that you might realise that you're doing so. And so like for Tara, hers is wanting to purchase things that she doesn't need or wanting to purchase things that she um more things than she actually needs. And so that's sort of one way that you can identify how you might be backsliding um, if you've established some really healthy and helpful acquisition habits. If you're finding that you're starting to buy, 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 that's what backsliding, um, that's a form of backsliding for you. Uh, another one would be unintentional acquisitions so not just buying but also picking stuff up at the side of the road uh, taking freebies home from the supermarket or um, taking hand-me-downs and um, things like that and gifts from friends and family I think also when it comes to backsliding I'll try and adopt your term so we at least sound a little <laughs> <You> bit <don't laughs> <have to>. cohesive <laughs> um, it's got more of a ring to it I think um, it's the, well. It's the word I've always used in, and I think it's used in the industry quite a lot. Backsliding, but it's kind of reminds me of the difference between the American way to say the tiles at the back of the kitchen wall. So we say we say sp- splash back, and they say backsplash, backsplash. which is weird as <laughs> so weird for me. Which is funny though, because I've always called it a backsplash, but I. Don't know where that no. comes from. Yes, I probably just watched too many American movies when I was young. <laughs> Maybe or too too many American decorating, yeah, um, or renovation shows. <laughs> probably. <laughs> uh, okay, so yes, yeah, so backsliding. I was thinking yeah. another when it you know comes to your decluttering journey. Another way it might show up for you is starting to delay decisions about what to do with stuff because to start with you motivated like you said and you um, make lots of decisions, you get some quick wins. And then sometimes if you progress to harder areas or you just are feeling a bit of decision fatigue, you can be like, oh, I'll just, I'll just move that stuff for now and I'll, do the, I'll make those decisions later. And you can find yourself, you know, moving things around and not really getting anywhere. That's another way it shows up for some people. Yeah. So then related to that would be not finding new homes for things or not putting things away intentionally or creating homes for things and instead doing stashing. Um, or another habit that people can 
backslide into as well, which is one that often gets people cluttered in the first place. And that is doing a quick cleanup and dump into a tub or a bag and then shoving it somewhere and not going back to it. So not putting the things away in their homes after the the quick cleanup. So that's another um, habit that we can backslide into. Mm. Also, some people will backslide and instead of dealing with the clutter, we'll think about buying extra storage options to help house the clutter. Um, so instead of making the hard call on how many books you've got, you find another bookcase. Um, and that's mm. that's less obvious because you think you're doing the right thing and organising, but really if, if your goal is to have less, um, then you need to not just bring in something else to organise into. You need to let go of the stuff that's there. Yeah, exactly. So... What can we do when we catch ourselves doing any of those things we just talked about? If we notice that we've started doing those again after having really healthy and helpful habits, what can we do about it? I think the first thing is to recognise it. And this is what kind of stood out for me because I've, you know, um, backslid. Is that how we will say it? <laughs> I've um, <laughs> gone backwards. Plenty of times, and I've had slip-ups and I've been tempted by stuff and bought it and come home and gone, oh, buyer's remorse, feel, you know, Mm. regretful about having spent that much or, you know, bought something that I realise I have something else in the house that could have easily done the same job. Like that happens, you know, plenty of times. Um, But usually I notice it once I get home um, and think about it. Where this, it was like at the point, well, it wasn't even the point of purchase. I was just picking things up and looking at them and feeling that need. So I think if you can be really aware while you're engaging in the behaviour, whether it be actively decluttering and making decisions, if it's while you're out um, acquiring things, if you can notice yourself doing it, then that's a huge step. And at the, at the time... The way you might recognise it, the way it might show up is it might feel odd. It might feel a bit shameful or uncomfortable or give you like a slight sense of guilt even though you haven't acquired or you haven't delayed the decision or whatever it is. Um, Or maybe for you it doesn't show up till afterwards. But any of these feelings is kind of good, including the regret when you get home because that's how you know that you are adapting, you know what your your goals are, um, you know what your your plan is, and your behaviour is out of line with that, and that's why you feel odd. So that's mm. you know that's awesome, and if you can recognise it, and the more you recognise it, the sooner you'll be able to recognise it before you do it, rather than after. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and initially you won't notice it until afterwards, or until it's been quite a while, uh, and sometimes you will notice it, but you're not capable of making any change at that point so it might be something like you recognize that you're doing this but you're maybe in a depressive state uh, and you don't have enough spoons to change that behavior as well as make yourself feel well again so there's that kind of uh that kind of recognizing it as well Uh, and then the intentionality of ignoring it for now and worrying about other things and then picking up on it a little bit later. So you're going to notice it at various stages throughout and the more you do it, the, the like Tara said, the earlier you will start to, to recognise it. So once you've recognised it, 
I think taking even just a few moments to analyze the situation, um, figure out what situation you were in, why you were there, and maybe any other kind of factors that might have contributed to it. So if you were feeling really exhausted at the time or sad or happy or overwhelmed, um, just see if you can put your finger on a couple of those factors. That way you might be able to learn from the situation so you can avoid it or just be more aware in future. So if you're decluttering and you're exhausted, it's been a big week at work, there's lots going on in your life and you just feel a bit emotionally drained and you find yourself delaying decisions and just moving stuff around, pause if you can recognize it and then go, okay, right, what's my situation? I'm tired, I'm exhausted, I'm not doing this effectively, right? I'll back away and I'll come back to this next time when I feel energized because obviously Mm -hmm. this situation isn't helpful to the goal that I'm trying to achieve. So I think taking that moment to to analyze it is really important. And talking about it helps too. So Mm. like you said to your friend, I need let's just go have coffee. (laughs) I need to, you know, process what I'm doing or get this separation and talk about it. Uh, That's helpful as well. So you telling thousands of listeners that this is happening is quite therapeutic for you because you're naming it and you're talking about it and you get to, especially if you're a verbal processor, like some people are very much verbal processes and they need to talk about something for it to make sense in their head. Uh, so that's really helpful to do that as well. Yeah. Uh, like I said, this is entirely selfishly motivated, this episode. <laughs> um, but And the nice part was because she is, I mean, we're, we're not going home anytime soon and I had these overwhelming feelings of I need to acquire this stuff because it might not be here when I want it or it might not be there when I want it. And she said she's been experiencing very much the same thing and she's she's not actively decluttering. She's not actively, you know, trying to, to minimise her um, acquisitions or anything like that. But she said, yeah, she feels the same because, you know, she said she's bought pairs of trainers for her kids in the next two sizes up just because she said they're so much cheaper here than in Australia. Mm. But she said... It's fine if it's just trainers, but I'm tempted to like go and buy clothes and buy, you know, buy all the things. But she said, who mm. knows what my kids will like be into clothes wise. Yeah, in so that's the thing that taste changes. Yeah. That kind of stuff. So, um, but yeah, the whole naming it, talking to someone about it is, is really good. And I think the fact that it's kind of uncomfortable a little bit to talk to someone about it is kind of, it's good. That's what it feels like because. If you keep that to yourself, it feels like a little dirty secret, I think, <laughs> anyway, in my head. Um, like if you're backsliding and you don't tell anyone that you feel like you're backsliding, it. I think for me it would feel like I'm getting away with something and there's no harm because no one knows. Mm. Uh, but really in the end I would just be cheating myself. So the idea that it's a little bit vulnerable to say to someone I think I'm backsliding here or I think I'm, you know, I've gone off track a bit. Um, I think that's helpful because it opens you up to conversation um, Mm. and it keeps you accountable. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. It's that accountability there because you, I mean, you could, I mean, you've just told all of us that you're doing this and so now you are slightly accountable to all of the listeners and Mm. me. However, you could 
lie about that and say, oh, no, I didn't buy anything and then sneak home with all of this stuff. But like you said, it's only yourself that's going <laughs> to suffer. Yeah. Uh, the rest of us, that has no impact on us at no. all. And so, you know, that knowing that as well helps because you're like, well, I'm going to have to then lie to everybody about what I did and I'm going to feel stupid <laughs> doing that. And so maybe I should just, you know, not not quite shop quite as hard as what I could if my impulses were to get their way. Yeah, and it's I think as well it's that feeling then of um I've I've told someone that this, you know, I've recognized this behavior. Yeah, I'm going to just do it anyway. For me, that would feel like a little bit, I'd feel a bit guilty about that. So it that's enough to make me resist, which is great because something that I did buy, I now need to take back <laughs> to the outlets. <laughs> so I'm going back there this week and um, uh, I'll be very good. Have you got your blinkers? Can you wear blinkers yeah. so you don't? Like, stay away from the shoes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I won't go into the handbag stores. I'll walk past them. Um, yeah. So, I, yeah, I think that whole naming it and saying it out loud to someone, and it doesn't really matter who it is, whether it's, you know, mm. people listening to a podcast that you're on or your spouse or a work <laughs> colleague or a friend, I think it's good. Unless they're an enabler. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah. So if it's someone who's likely to say, what are you talking about? Just buy it. Yeah. <laughs> then that's probably a little unhelpful, but yeah. Um, Apart from that, it doesn't matter who you say it to. Yeah. But ideally it's someone, you know, I think I guess spouses could be good in a way if they're like, no, you know, um, if they're on the same path or has the same goals as you or even a friend, mm. I guess, then they'll give you encouragement to resist that behaviour in future, you know, or to avoid that scenario or whatever it is. Um, mm. So they might help yeah. give you a little push in the right direction as well. Mm. So I think something that's important too is to forgive yourself because backsliding happens and growth can be really hard. Like if you've got to change your habits for the long term, it's tricky. I mean, think of anyone that's ever tried to be on a diet or start a new health kick. You know, like this isn't just about backsliding in yeah. terms of decluttering. Or I mean, smoking. You know, I mean, how many... How many um, non-smokers or pr prior smokers tried before they finally quit? You know, it's several attempts. So, yeah, it's it's not easy and everybody, and Tara and I are also evidence of this, everybody will backslide in some way or another when they're trying to achieve their goals and it's okay. Yeah, and I think there's a fine line there. Like forgive yourself, you know, keep the blame out of it Show some compassion to yourself, the same level of compassion that you would maybe give to a friend, but don't completely excuse the behaviour altogether. Like you still want to learn from it. And that's where I think that recognising it and analysing it, um, you can forgive yourself and then learn so that in future you can make a better choice or do something more helpful or avoid the situation or whatever. Um, but don't beat yourself up because that was really not very helpful at all. And another thing that I've found with clients as well is that the higher their sense of self-worth, the more successful they are in these projects. And so if you are beating yourself up, you're actually going to be setting yourself back again in another way. Mm -hmm. And so that whole kindness and self-compassion is actually a lot more important than you think it is. Mm. 
And the thing is, it's that whole idea of if our friends came to us and said, oh, yeah, look, I fell off the wagon with whatever it is I'm trying to achieve and I had a bad week, you wouldn't go, oh, well, you're off. You might as well stay off and here, let me dump some more on you and you suck and <laughs> blah, blah, blah. You know, you'd be... Yeah. Yeah. You'd give them oh, encouraging words. Yeah. <laughs> so imagine you're talking to a friend and just yeah. say that to yourself. Yeah, good one. And then then you can start correcting your course and then you can figure out ways to get back on the wagon again. Yeah, because you don't want to let one setback or a few setbacks derail your entire mission. And in this case, you know, we're talking about living a simpler, less cluttered life. That is a That's a big goal to have. And there is going to be backsliding. So don't let, you know, a week of over-purchasing after the Black Friday sales or, um, you know, a month of putting piles of stuff around and, and not making homes for things. Don't let those few moments derail your entire plan for living a simpler life. Um, it's it's not worth it. Yeah. So... You've already started the journey of decluttering or simplifying. Um, if you haven't, then this episode's probably not relevant to you quite yet. Uh, listen to it in a year <laughs> when you have done some backsliding. But if you have started the the process and you are you have certain goals and then you've backslid, then go back to what you know, go back to the things that you were doing when things were working, look at what was working, what did I do well, and then look at bringing back those behaviours as best you can. Yeah, and address any feelings or situations or fears that were showing up to cause a setback. So, you know, like we said about recognising some of the triggers in the situation, um, try and address that so you can not only avoid the situation, but break things down into smaller steps if if that makes it easier for you. If it's feelings to do with, you know, being emotional in a situation or being, a, you know, overwhelmed in a situation, then try and deal with those emotions before you put yourself back into the decluttering mindset. If it's based on time, a lack of time or too much time, try and correct that or reprioritize. And like, for me, with my situation, that whole scarcity mindset, when I came home, I was thinking about it and had to, you know, almost take the time to mentally run myself through the the whole scarcity idea and think about the way that I shopped at home and that I was never worried that I wouldn't find a jacket within my budget. I was never worried that if I wanted a handbag that there was nothing available or that they were too expensive. So once I kind of worked the problem through, I was like, okay, all right, now I know that there's a solution and I don't need to have that that fear or that scarcity mindset while I'm shopping here um, and I'll take that back with me when I go back and I put myself in that situation in the future. So I think if you can kind of address some of those feelings um, with mm. a bit of space um, mm. and a bit of hindsight, then it should set you up f- you know, better in future when you're back in that situation. Yeah. And remind yourself of your goals. You know, one of the things that you can remind yourself of, Tara, is the fact that you have a whole household full of stuff to unpack waiting for you here in Australia. <laughs> Don't remind me. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that would be a good one. Um, that's like for you, you've got, yeah, there's a whole lot of stuff you left here and you you have to unpack that and you have to put that back in your house. And if you also bring home 
other things with you, you have to unpack and find homes for those as well. So you're going to make more work for yourself. Maybe maybe I just need to put a photo of a couple of shipping containers on, like stick them <laughs> to the front of my credit card or something like that. So when I go to pull it out, I just think of the volume of stuff to unpack and go, no, no, credit card goes away. Yep. I could live without this. Yeah. Yep. Uh, another thing that you could do is when you are purchasing is think about when you have to purchase. So, for example, if you have decided that you are going to bring home presents for people, you can have that focus when you're shopping instead of handbags and workout gear or something. Yeah. So you can sort of think, okay, I'm going to bring home, you know, this for, for dad and I'm going to bring home this for, you know, my cousin and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. That can help you as well because those are intentional things that you are doing for a reason that are part of, uh, you know, other goals. So that might help too. Yeah. And even I was thinking just the things that um, we encourage other people to do that I get a bit slack with at times because I think I have it sorted, like going with a list. You know, like I still go to the grocery Mm. store with a list and occasionally I'll buy a few things that aren't on my list but they're, you know, insignificant. Um, but it's not a pair of shoes, it's not a coat, it's not a handbag. So it's like, okay, maybe for a while, (laughs) especially at the outlets, I need to write a list before I go Mm -hmm. and shop to my Mm. list, you know. Um, Yeah, stick to it. mm. And I think the other thing that's important to remember is that, like, these little incremental shifts are what is key to long-term habit change, not the massive, dramatic pivot. So take... If you've found yourself way off track for a while and you want to get back on, do it gradually. You know, take baby steps to get back towards the, the close close to the goal that you're aiming for or to get back on the right path. Um, if it's the piles that have started showing up around your house again, doesn't mean you need to get rid of all of them in a day. Even, you know, maybe just start by not adding to them. And, and that's, mm. that baby step will put you back on the right path. And then when you have got that squared away, then you can start tackling the piles that are there, you know, but you don't have to do it all at once. There's no perfect method. And I think if we realise that backsliding is just part of the process. Um, Mm. mm. And I think also, yeah, like you said, it is part of the process. And sometimes, and I I don't know if you're going to agree with me because this we haven't discussed this or it's not in any of our notes <laughs> but it just occurred to me that I was having a conversation with a client last week about this and one of the ways that I find we've been working on a particular space in her home for lots of sessions and when I usually go back after a break there it's it's refilled again and or it's become less organized so we might have I might have left it and we'd have zones of like okay these are the things to give away this is the stuff to put up in the attic and these are the things that um, need to be uh, shredded that kind of thing and then when I come back again everything's bundled up and there's new things in the space and so sometimes like that and that's that is backsliding basically where you get a space organized and then it you go back and it's we over time it becomes um, disorganised again. And we were actually talking about how she had the habit of doing quick cleanups like for the cleaner mm-hmm. so that the cleaner can do the wiping over the counter. So she just sort of sweep everything into a box and then stick it in this 
spare room. And so we talked about that and I said to her, you know, there's no point in changing, in trying to change that habit. That habit works for her, you know, and as a, as an ADHD, I get it that sometimes last minute is the only time you're motivated to do something. And so that's when everything gets moved off the surfaces. It's all at the last minute and there isn't any time to put them in their proper homes. So one of the things that we talked about was when she does that, which she is going to do that, I there's no point in me saying, just don't do that and then you'll be more organized. That's just, it's not helpful. You mm. know, it's it's not helpful at all. It's like, it's like telling a two-month-old infant, you know, we'll just stand up and walk. It's You just can't. So I said, okay, when you do that behaviour, which is natural to you and which we can make it a more functional behaviour, uh, just sit down with your calendar and block away time the following weekend to then rehome and de-own everything that you did your stash and dash with into the box or the bag or whatever. So that's a strategy that is hopefully going to kind of – work with short-term backsliding so that it doesn't turn into a long-term long -term backslide and it becomes part of her routine. And then that space should actually then stay the way it was when we got it organised instead of it piling up with the undealt-with stuff again. Mm. And because it will be – it will revert back a little bit for, you know, up to seven days or whatever while the stuff that yeah. she stashed is there. Um, mm. But there's a plan to get it back in yeah. place. Um, and then it doesn't get added to and added to. So, you know, I like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Good. And also the the other thing I like about this plan is that it do, it means that she doesn't have to feel guilty about doing mm. the whole stash and dash because that's one of the things that people do is when we do those behaviours that we think are wrong or shameful or unhelpful, we then feel really guilty and bad and stupid and all those negative things whereas if we go this is how I do things yeah. <laughs> I do the stash and dash and then four days later or five days later or two days later I then put everything in its home in the slot that I have blocked away in my calendar then it's actually part of a well-oiled machine then you mm -hmm. know it's not actually a shameful behavior anymore yeah and the same goes if you're decluttering and finding yourself um, delaying your decisions and moving stuff around not getting anywhere um, but decluttering is on your calendar three days a week, you know, if you say, okay, I'm going to find one day of a week where I feel energised to do that and make decisions, you will get further doing it in one day a week when you're motivated and energised and in mm. the right headspace than you will by showing up there three days a week and feeling the drudgery and feeling demotivated. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's a, it's not a race. You You get there when you get there kind of thing. Yeah. Mm. And in your own way, yeah. Yeah. So I guess the the answer is to try and try and try again. Um, and this, the changes that we're making to a simpler life has all the rewards that we've talked about before. So keep going. It's worth the struggle and all the setbacks. And, hey, look at us. We all fall off the wagon sometimes. <laughs> and um, the key is just to keep getting back on. So now I want you to all make me feel better and tell me about your backsliding, um, come join us in the Facebook community and share things that you found yourself doing or habits you're reverting to. And it doesn't have to just be in the decluttering space. It can be quitting smoking or, you know, your new um, gym routine that you're trying to stick to, whatever it is, um, come and share it with us in the Facebook community. And then we'll be back with you again next week. Thanks for joining us. 
We'd love it if you'd leave a review or tell all your friends about us so that they too can be uncluttered. If you would like to connect with us, you can find us at beuncluttered.com.au or on social media or on our own websites at rebeccamazino.com.au and basklifecoaching.com.